Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu, wassalamu, ala khayri khalkillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa banu ala amma ba'd. Ayywa al-ikhwa, wal-akhwat, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we seek His divine aid, we seek His forgiveness, whomsoever Allah azza wa jal guides, none can misguide, and whomsoever Allah azza wa jal misguides, none can guide, I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah Azza wa Jal alone, without any partner. And I testify that the Prophet Muhammad والسلام, is the final Prophet and Messenger. As for proceeds that today, insha'Allah, in this advice, we'd like to share with you a beautiful supplication and a beautiful dua which has been attributed to the great Imam, Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala. In this supplication, he mentions, As'allahu al-azim, Rabb al-arsh al-azim, ayyatawallaka fi dunya wal-akhirah, wa ayyaja'alaka mubarakan aynama kunt, wa ayyaja'alaka mimman idha u'tiya shakar, wa idha abtuliya sabar, wa idha adhaba staghfar, fa'inna hadhi thalath, unwanu s-sa'ada. In the supplication, Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, he shares with us the core elements of happiness. And he shares with us those deeds that when it is done by a believer, it leads to obtaining happiness in this life, but more so happiness in the akhirah, happiness in the year after. And so he mentioned in the supplication, As'arullahu al-Azim. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal al-Azim. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest. And if Allah Azza wa Jal is asked by his greatest name, which is Allah, then Allah Azza wa Jal grants his servant what his servant asks of him. And so he says that I ask Allah Azza wa Jal Al-Azim, the greatest. Allah Azza wa Jal is the greatest. Rabb Al-Arsh Al-Azim. I ask Allah, the Rabb of the Majestic Throne, that one of the creations which show the greatness of Allah, it is the creation of his Arsh. Because there is no creation similar to it in terms of its majestic nature and in terms of its sheer size and magnitude. And so this shows us the great kudra and the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so he says, Rabbal Arsh al-Azim. Ayyatawallaka fi dunya wal akhirah. That Allah Azza wa Jal, He becomes your mawlah, He becomes your supporter, and He becomes your guardian in this life and in the next. And when Allah Azza wa Jal becomes your mawlah, then nothing can stand in your way of obtaining goodness. When Allah Azza wa Jal becomes your guardian and He becomes your protector, He guides you in the life of this world towards deeds which allow you to acquire His pleasure in the year after. And so a Muslim who Allah Azza wa Jal becomes his mawlah, he doesn't utter a single statement except that the statement pleases Allah. That he doesn't outstretch his hand to obtain a benefit or ward off an evil except that this movement is pleasing to Allah. He doesn't take a single footstep in a direction except that this footstep it is pleasing to Allah. And so this person, he is a person whom is protected by Allah and who is guided by Allah towards deeds which lead to obtaining Allah Azza wa Jal's pleasure in the year after.
He then mentions That Allah Azza wa Jal makes you blessed wherever you are. And this means that Allah Azza wa Jal makes you a mu'allim lil khair. That he makes you a teacher of goodness. That a believer wherever he goes, he tries to bring about benefit. That he's always in the service of other Muslims and other human beings. That wherever he goes, he becomes a caller to Allah. He becomes a caller to Allah in his statements and in his actions. And so no matter where he finds himself, whether it be at school, whether it be at university, whether it be amongst his peers at work, he is blessed in all of his gatherings. And this is the goal of a believer. And then he gets into what the core elements of happiness is. And he mentions, that he makes you from amongst those whom when they are granted a bounty by Allah and from Allah, shakar. He proves to be thankful for this bounty which has bestowed upon him. Secondly, that when he is trialed with a calamity which has been written for him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he proves to be patient when this calamity first strikes. Thirdly, And when he commits a sin, he hastens to seek forgiveness for that sin. And he mentions, And he says, Because these three matters, it is the core elements to obtaining happiness in the life of this world and the next. So let's break this supplication down, inshallah. He mentions, That when he is given a bounty, he proves to be thankful for this bounty which has bestowed upon him. And firstly, he recognizes and he affirms with his heart that the mun'im, who Allah, that the one who bestowed this bounty upon him, it is Allah Azza wa Jal. That Allah Azza wa Jal conferred this bounty upon him. No matter what this bounty is, whether it be the bounty of wealth, or the bounty of having kids, or the bounty of good health, which is something that we can all relate to at this present time. That good health is a commodity which only a true believer recognizes. Good health is a commodity which only a true believer recognizes it as a bounty from Allah Azza wa Jal. And so we affirm that this bounties that has bestowed upon us, it is only from Allah and it's not due to our striving and our efforts. That we don't attribute our good health to our healthy diets. And we don't attribute our good health to our fitness routines and regimens. But rather we affirm that this is a gift from Allah. As Imam Shafi said, he said that good health is a crown worn on a healthy person's head that only the sick can see. That truly, when a bounty is taken away, do we become more mindful of this bounty. And so good health is a crown worn on the head of the healthy that only the sick can see. And so during this time, we become more mindful of the bounty of good health. So no matter what this bounty is, which we are experiencing, we affirm that it is from Allah. And this is the first step towards 
becoming a shakir. The first step towards becoming someone who shows gratitude to Allah. Secondly, we must express this gratitude upon our tongues. As Allah says, وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثِ That as for the bounties of your Rabb, which He has bestowed upon you, فَحَدِّثِ Then speak about it. That say, Alhamdulillah, that Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who has conferred this bounty upon, upon myself. And so, this gratitude must be manifest upon our tongues. Thirdly, the third step towards becoming a shakir, a person who has gratitude, is that this bounty, after affirming that it is from Allah, after praising Allah Azza wa Jal as He is due to be praised for this bounty, thirdly, we utilize this bounty upon our limbs. And so, this shukr is not something which is only in the heart or only upon the tongue, but it must be manifest on our limbs. As Allah said, إِعْمَلُوا آلَ دَاوُودَ shukra. He said, work O family of Dawood and show gratitude. Meaning, do action upon your limbs and show gratitude for these bounties and it must be evident upon your limbs. So how does this take place? That we utilize these bounties which Allah has conferred upon us and we utilize it in His obedience. And we leave off disobedience. So Allah Azza wa Jal has conferred upon us wealth. So we utilize this wealth to please Allah. That we increase in our charity. That we give the obligatory due which is upon this wealth. We give our zakat. And so we utilize this wealth in a manner which pleases Allah. If Allah has conferred upon you, Children, then you give these kids the correct tarbiyah. That you give them the Islamic upbringing, which is the right of a newborn. And so you manifest the shukr within your deeds. And when these three steps come together, then and only then are we considered to be from amongst the shakirin. May Allah make us from amongst him. Amin. Secondly, he mentions, وَإِذَابْتُلِيَ sabr, وَإِذَابْتُلِيَ sabr, That... When the believer is trialed with a calamity, he bears patient upon these trials. And he affirms that this calamity has been written for him and this calamity is from Allah. And he recognizes that to be tested, in being tested, there is a great wisdom. That when we are tested, first and foremost, Allah Azza wa Jal he wipes away our sins. And the greater the calamity, the greater the reward. And a believer is not pricked with a thorn, except that that pain that he experiences at that time, serves as an expiation for him of his bad deeds. So when we are faced with the calamity, Allah Azza wa Jal, He expiates and He wipes away our bad deeds. Secondly, when we are trialed with a calamity and we bear patient during this calamity Allah Azza wa Jal He raises our ranks in the year after and so it is Raf'ud Darajat it is exalting your rank and your status in the year after and had it not been for trials and tests and calamities then our rank would have not increased in the year after and so this is the wisdom behind calamities and so a believer 
is afflicted with a calamity and he affirms that it is, it is from Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah says, ما أصاب بالمصيبة إلا بإذن الله ومن يؤمن بالله يهدي قلبه. Allah says that no calamity strikes a person except that it comes from Allah. No calamity, whether it be a virus or a disease, whether it be loss of life, whether it be loss of wealth, all of these calamities, it is from Allah. And there is cause and there is effect. And Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who has decreed this. So what is obligatory upon the person when he is trialed with a calamity? Firstly, he must have sabr. And sabr means habsun nafs. That he must refrain himself. So firstly, he must refrain his heart from having bad thoughts of Allah. He must have husnul dhan. He must have good thoughts of Allah Azza wa Jal. That the believer does not ask questions such as, why me? Why have I been troubled with this calamity? He doesn't feel displeased with the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal. And he does not tell himself or others that he's been dealt bad cards. But generally we find that when a believer is faced with a calamity, his first response is, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. That he affirms that he is a creation of Allah and he will return to Allah. And so he practices patience when the calamity first strikes. And so he refrains his heart from having bad thoughts towards Allah at this time. Secondly, he refrains his tongue. That he doesn't express his distaste at the decree of Allah and he doesn't manifest this upon his tongue. We mentioned previously that he asks questions and he says, why me? And he manifests this to others. And he says, why am I always trialed? And the like of this. So he refrains his tongue from saying things which displeases Allah. Thirdly, he practices upon refraining his limbs from displeasing Allah at that time. That he doesn't manifest his displeasure upon his limbs. For example, in some cultures, particularly amongst the Arab cultures, when they experience a death, they mourn in a manner which Islam has not prescribed. And so they beat their faces and they split open their garments and this is how they express their mourning. Islam does not prescribe this. Islam does not prescribe this and Islam prescribes that we practice patience within our limbs when the calamity strikes. And when a person does this, he's considered to be from amongst the Sabirin. May Allah make us from amongst them. Amen. Finally, Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim mentions that when the believer commits a sin, he hastens towards seeking forgiveness. And this was the habit of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu That the companions reported that the Prophet Sallallahu used to seek the forgiveness of Allah in a single gathering 100 times. It was the habit of the Prophet Sallallahu to seek forgiveness of Allah. And yet he was forgiven for all those sins which had transpired and those which were to come. But yet he sought the forgiveness of Allah in a single gathering 100 times. And so this brings us to the importance of Tawbah. And in order for Tawbah to be sincere Tawbah, it must fulfill four conditions. 
Firstly, that the person must stop the sin with immediate effect. The person must stop the sin with immediate effect. Secondly, he must have sincere regret as the Prophet said, and tawbah that an important pillar of tawbah, it is sincere regret for what has been transmitted from the person. Thirdly, the person must have azima, a firm resolve not to return to that sin during that time. When he, when he seeks forgiveness and he makes repentance, he must have a firm resolve not to return to that sin. And this does not mean that the person will not return to that sin, but rather at that particular time he has a firm resolve not to return to that sin. And then the fourth condition of Tawbah is that if the rights of others were involved in that sin, then one must restore that right. So, you stole something from someone, that item must be restored. You usurped someone's wealth, that wealth must be restored. And so, if um, that sin contained the rights of others, that right must be restored before it is considered to be sincere tawbah. I mean, all of these conditions come together, then and only then is it considered to be tawbah to nasuh, sincere tawbah. And he mentioned at the end of this, These three elements, it is the footsteps towards obtaining happiness. Why? Because a human being or a believer, he is between these three conditions. That either he is in a state of ni'mah, meaning he is in a state where he is experiencing bounties from Allah Azza wa And so, during this time, the requirement is to give shukr for this bounty. Secondly, the believer either finds himself in a state of being trialed by Allah Azza wa And what is obligatory upon him at this time is to be patient. And thirdly, the believer is either in a state of sin, and what is obligatory at this time is for him to seek forgiveness for the sin. And if the person practices upon these three elements he obtains happiness in dunya but more so in the akhirah we pray that allah azza wa jal makes us from ahli su'ada fi dunya wal akhirah bi'idhnina subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu